Hazel Family Farm and Donna with Hazel Bell Farm. And we are coming to y'all from Northeast Florida as two American farmsteaders doing our best to grow our own food and share our homesteading experiences with you in hopes that you will grow a little bit of food of your own. Yep, and we are getting ready for spring, growing some food. We are getting ready for the growing season. Yeah, yeah. So here we are at the end of January in our Zone 9. Mm-hmm. And um, we're starting seeds. Starting seeds and really getting potatoes in the ground very soon. Mm -hmm. It's so funny because, again, it's it's a transition season. Yeah. Like, I feel like we just came out of. I know. But the opposite, (laughs) you know, like we had tomatoes still, but we were putting in cabbages. So the opposite. We're still cutting on cabbages and brassicas. Oh, yeah. um, Yeah, my winter garden is kicking. mm -hmm, Me too. I'm still getting a lot of stuff out of it. A lot of lettuce, a lot of greens, broccoli. Right, right. um, Napa cabbages. Yeah. Um, But my regular cabbages haven't done much. My Napas are great. Yeah, I'm actually getting ready to cut some, I think, today. Mm -hmm. Um, Lettuces are great. All that stuff is good. Yeah. Um, I did not have a good cauliflower winter. No. I don't know what happened, but they went in. Most of them went in one bed, and I think it's that bed. Okay. Um, it needs it needs a refresher. So we're, we're doing all those things to grow more food. Um, amending soil. Yes, I actually. So I have a, um, a mobile chicken coop mm-hmm. um, that my egg layers use that we built, like, on an old trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, And it was in the same spot for, like, the longest time. And I walked by it not too long ago, and the smell about hit me. About knocked me over. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I guess it's time to move that and clean out from under it. Yeah. And so I did. I cleaned out all the chicken manure out from under it and moved it to a different location and took all that chicken manure and put it in my compost bin. Uh And it's, like, I would say almost halfway full of just chicken manure oh my gosh that will knock you over it is a ton (laughs) of chicken manure so I've got it all in there it's just the chicken manure for right now Mm -hmm. and um I don't know I mean I might make compost out of it Mm -hmm. or I just might let that chicken manure age down Mm -hmm. and then just use that as an amendment in the garden for spring whenever I'm ready to amend beds and just do straight chicken manure because I haven't really done that before I usually make compost out of it so yeah, I know age, you're supposed to age it, and it, it'll burn your plants. It's too high nitrogen, blah, 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 blah. However, uh, there's a local garden guru who um, says that's all a myth, and you can put chicken manure right on your garden. I have seen that. I have seen <laughs> yeah. that on her page. Yeah, so I'm going to try it on some of my garden. I need to clean out my coop, my stationary mm-hmm. coop. Yeah. And um, I'm just going to scrape the whole top layer out mm-hmm. and just throw it on beds. I might cover it up for a little bit of time. Yeah. But I'm just, that's my plan. Yeah. Um, I am going to bring in some compost too. I'm trying to make compost. I am trying my hardest to make compost, but I'm also <laughs> going to buy compost. I like to do all of it, the shotgun approach maybe, right. and, um, you know, surely something will be good mm-hmm. out of all that. So mm-hmm. I'm buying compost. I'm making compost. I'm using chicken manure. Um, I'm not using our cow manure. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we buy in hay, and we've talked about this before, so if you've heard it before, Repetition can be good, I guess. <laughs> but yeah. if you haven't, beware using horse manure. And I and, and I do want to repeat it because I am still seeing this on the local garden pages on social media. 
Um, looking for horse manure, looking for cow manure, uh, beware what you bring in. Yeah. Um, you're, you're, I don't know of any place around anymore that can bring in hay for their animals that has not been sprayed with a long-term herbicide. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you bring that into your garden, you're looking at a minimum of three years before you can plant in it and get a successful crop other than grasses, which would be like sugar cane, <laughs> sunflowers maybe, you know. Right. Um, so, so just beware. Ask what did the animals eat and where was that feed sourced from? Yeah, or just play it safe and don't use don't do that. manure that was yeah. fed hay. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure that there are a few places that you can find it, but I don't know of any. Yeah. I don't know of any. Everybody I know who has animals, um, manures, you know, they're, they're buying it in and it's coming from the same fields that spray. And the reason they do that, like understandably so, you can't lose an entire field to an invasive right. plant, a, you know, a noxious weed. And some of those weeds are toxic to cattle and to horses. Mm-hmm. And so they knock them down as soon as they see them before they go to seed. And the way they knock them down is spraying these herbicides. herbicides. Yeah, so... There's must feel. I'll get off of my soapbox now. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're not using our cow manure. That was the gist of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I am about to, I just got all my seed potatoes. Mm-hmm. And uh, this year we went with Yukon Golds and uh, Pontiac Reds. Okay. Which are both determinant varieties. Right. So that means that's a potato that you don't have to hill up. Right. Which, from what I understand, does a little bit better here in the south. Whereas up north, they usually grow the indeterminate varieties, and they're hilling those. Right. Um, and they stay in the ground longer, too, don't they, the indeterminate ones? Yes, they do. Yeah. They, yeah, they take longer to grow. They take longer. And those are going to be like your big baking potatoes, like your russet style, I think. Right, which is why you don't usually grow them in the You south. don't grow them here, no. It gets too hot too fast. It's too those. hot, and by the time they're ready for us, um, we're into our rainy season usually, and those right. potatoes just rot in the ground. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I am going to grow, I'm going to try Yukon Golds. I haven't ever planted those. I've never done Yukon Golds either. Um, these red Pontiacs I've done before, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, when we went to our local seed potato store, they had Yukon Golds in stock this year. That's cool. Yeah. I'm so. going to try them too. I'm, I haven't bought mine yet, <laughs> but um, I'm also going to order from Haas Tools. They have some varieties. Um, they just put out, they do their, their podcast show. Uh, row by row. And yeah. so the most recent one was about planting potatoes. Okay. And they have, have to go back and listen to it. Yeah, that. listen to it. So they give some planting tips, which is great. But they also have some tips depending on where you are in the country okay. um, for varieties okay. and the varieties that they're carrying. And um, so I'm going to order from them some fun things mm-hmm. um, like purple potatoes. Yeah. And because uh, I love purple sweet potatoes. Now I know it's a different plant, but um, you know, different family right. and all of that. But I, I, purple potatoes are fun. It's always fun to try different colored things. That's like me yeah. with my cherry tomatoes, like as many colored cherry tomatoes yeah. as we can have. Definitely. <laughs> De- I mean, it brings you joy, like to be able yeah. to see that basket sitting on your kitchen uh-huh. island. Mm-hmm. It just brings you joy. Yeah. And then the same thing with carrots. Like it's super uh-huh. fun to do colored carrots because you don't know what color they are until you pull them until out. Until you around. pull it, yeah. You know, and then it's like, oh, a purple one, oh, a yellow one. That's you know, fun. it's always so much fun to harvest. Yeah. So. Especially with kids. Yes. I say that, but like, it's fun for us. But yeah, if you have kids, do those colorful things. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, even last year when we were pulling carrots, um, 
I had our youngest son out there with us. Who He's 14 now. This was last year. <laughs> but him and his best buddy mm-hmm. were out there pulling carrots out of the garden with me. And even they even they still thought it was fun. That's you cool. Know, so I like gotta it. Hang on to it as long as you can. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, I'll be planting some white kennebacs also. We always have good luck with those. Okay. White kennebacs to red pontiacs. Those are my tried and true. Um, so I'll, I'll plant a lot of those and then I'll do two new varieties just to try. Just to try. Mm-hmm. Just for fun. Just for good funsies. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've got my seed potatoes to cut. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to do that here in the next couple of days. And um, the area that most of the potatoes are going to be going has been covered under a tarp mm-hmm. for a really long time now. Good. So, so excited to pull that tarp <laughs> back and see the, all the clean slate. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I got to decide what I want to amend those beds with. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll use chicken manure on those or not. I haven't decided. Hmm. Because the chicken manure has probably been pulled off to the side now for probably about three weeks. Mm-hmm. But some of it was well-aged right. to begin with because it had been so long since I had cleaned underneath that coop. So These are not birds that were stuck in this coop. Oh, no, no. These are right. my free-range birds. <laughs> Let's be clear for people. Yeah. They're not been, they have not been sitting in their filth. <laughs> yeah, no. They only... This, so this, this mobile chicken coop is built on top of a trailer that has a metal grate on the bottom. And so... It's open, it's open air except for the top of it. The top of it's closed up and that's where they roost at night. But mm-hmm. we leave this coop open all the time. And so my free range birds, they just roost in there in the evening mm-hmm. and then all their droppings just fall underneath the trailer and then they're out and about in the yard. They don't go in there during the day at all. Right. They don't even lay eggs in those nest boxes. Oh. So how is it so full of poop? From them roosting at oh, night. Oh, roosting. Yeah. Okay. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, they roost at night, and then it just falls right under to the ground. So. Okay. Um, hmm. So, yeah, I don't know if I'll use the chicken manure on my potato beds or not. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I have about half of a five-gallon bucket of blood in my walk-in freezer. <laughs> chicken blood. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, I'm going to thaw that out and water it down and use that um garden loves chicken blood yeah i actually just added um a a couple gallons of blood from a sheep harvest that we did yesterday cool um and i added that right to my swamp water though i'm I'm starting a swamp water barrel i'm putting it right in the garden Yep, that's where mine is. It's mm-hmm. right in the garden. Mm-hmm. And so um, I took that blood from that sheep that we harvested yesterday and threw that in the swamp water. And I opened up that swamp water and it was like, ooh, ooh that'll knock you over. It's ripe in there. That's so, what the plant's like, man. That's what the plant's like. <laughs> and the last time we butchered chickens, I put a bunch of blood in there too. Mm-hmm. So um, that'll be good to use for the spring garden. Yeah, or gloves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. All right. Well, um, so besides that, we are gathering up our pots. We are cleaning up the garden space and getting it ready. Um, Getting ready to start seeds and have already started some seeds. Definitely have started some seeds. Mm -hmm. I basically opened up my little seed drawer over Mm -hmm. there. And um, every kind of pepper seed that I had in there, I started. Mm -hmm. I think it was, I don't know nine different kinds of peppers or I don't even remember. Yeah. But I started a bunch of peppers and, um, same with tomatoes. Yeah. Yeah. 
I've started some peppers. I'm not having great germination with a lot of my varieties. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know what's going on. I need to look back at my um, seed packs and see, or my notes, and see, did were they seed packs? Were they all from saved peppers? Right. I, I don't remember off the top of my head. Right. I just noticed this morning, I'm like, okay, it's been long enough. And now it has been cold, and mine are out in my shed, but they're on heat mats, if and there I is a space heater. That is your issue. And my shishitos did great. Yeah. Like they've all come up. I need to separate that. I did that cluster seeding method. Yeah. So I need to separate them out into their own pots. And something else did great. I can't remember. Two kinds did well and the rest did not. I think my honey bells did well. My little baby, baby bells that okay. I just yeah. love. They're yeah. so good. Um, those are, those are my garden snacks. Those baby bell peppers. I found a pack of pepper seeds that you gave me probably like, I don't know. It had to have been two or three years ago. They were poblanos. Was it a real pack or was it no, saved it seeds? it was just saved seeds that you had put in a Ziploc bag. Okay. And literally, I, I've had them for like two or three years, and I found them uh-huh. and started those, and those gave me the best germination, and they were up the quickest. <laughs> okay, so I started poblanos, and, or and I seeded them. No. Well, and I'm, I'm sure those were saved <laughs> seeds that I had. But I really, really, really babied my pepper seeds, like indoors, I had yeah. a heat mat under them. I would alternate the heat mat under it or the heat map on top or mat on top of it. Mm-hmm. I had it wrapped up in a towel. I mean, okay. Well, I'm gonna try again with my peppers. Um, I really babied them. Okay, I moved them in. So my shed is divided um, into two. So half of it is like okay. open, not open. Like it has a door that closes, but it's not insulated on that half. It's just for feed and like supplies. And that's where I start my seeds. But it's been really cold. We had our, our big, you know, the whole nation had its cold snap. It was really cold for us, too. It like, was cold. <laughs> I'm sorry if you don't think it was cold enough for us to whine about it, but it was cold. It was too cold for peppers. Yeah. Um, so I moved them into the other half of my shed, which is closed off, and it is insulated. I have a little space heater in there. It's my, where I process milk. Right. And they have like a refrigerator in there that runs. So it like the heat that coming off of that. A warm. Yeah. Yeah. But they're not, they're not doing anything. It's aggravating me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm going to bring them in the house and baby them, like you said, but tomatoes, I just started this week too. Yeah. I started, I don't know how many varieties I restrained myself though, Jenny. I did. I did not. But it's still a lot. I mean, it's still a lot. It's still yeah. a lot. I think I have four kinds of cherries. Okay. Um, a couple of slicers, mm-hmm. some romas, mm-hmm. some yellow tomatoes, some black crims are my favorite. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just it's my favorite flavor. They do seem to be um, harder to grow. Those purple shoulder tomatoes. Yeah. Here, but um, one thing that Haas Tools mentioned on that most recent show was. Um, or no, I'm sorry, it wasn't on that show. It was on another video of theirs. I got it mixed up. I've been kind of binging them. But they um, talked about like where they get their seeds from and who produces uh, what kind of seeds and stuff. And they talked about Johnny's seeds. Right. Um, so I do love to order seeds from Johnny's. Mm-hmm. Um, and they talked about how they're really good at producing tomatoes that are good for here, even though they're not here. Even they're in they're New England. Yeah, yeah, I think they're in Maine. Oh, I don't know exactly where they are. I just knew they were up north somewhere. Yeah, but they're really good at producing tomatoes for down here in the southeast, you know, that are like bacterial wilt 
resistant right. and, and that kind of thing. So um, I have a bunch of varieties from Johnny's. Yeah. Started. So that's cool. Yeah. I started a bunch of tomatoes, 128 to be exact. I did oh, eight different varieties. And so okay. each variety has 16. Okay. Right? So is that math correct? I don't know. I don't know. I started it in my um, bootstrap farmer seed, seed cell tray mm-hmm. with the little one inch mm-hmm. squares. Um, so you started at a lot of each kind. 64? Is that what you said? Or 16 of 16 each? 16 of each. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And so I um, am glad that I started that many because some of them did really well on germination and mm-hmm. some of the others were a little bit spotty. So um, some of my tomato seeds were from a couple years ago, mm-hmm. you know, two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I just realized I started exactly the same number of tomatoes. Did you? Uh, yeah, because I did two seeds in each pot. Right. And I did 64 pots. Right. So, yeah. There you go. That's it. <laughs> oh, okay. So come so to our just, plant sale in the spring, y'all. Right. That's why we started this many plants. We're having a plant sale at our next farmer's market that we're doing. So um, yeah. we will have all the tomatoes. Yeah. And peppers. And peppers. And we'll probably start like some cucumbers. Some squashes. Maybe some squashes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not quite time to start that kind of stuff. No. But let's talk about that. Like, yeah. how do you know when to start what? Right. So our estimated last frost date is mid-March. You know what? What? I've actually looked this up. I looked it up this year mm-hmm. and I looked it up last year. And mm-hmm. both years in a row, the Farmer's Almanac... Puts us mid-February, and I don't know why. Is it zip code or by zone? It's zip code. Okay. My zip code says March 13th. My zip code (laughs) says February 15th. That's crazy. And it said it to me last year, and Uh, I'm like, no, uh I don't necessarily agree with that. We've always We had frost in March last year. Yes, we did have frost in March. And so this year, I was curious the other day. I'm like, I wonder if that's going to tell me that again. And so I looked it up. Because our gardening lady that we follow online, right? She's not that far from here. Yeah, but she's, she's close to the coast, and she's the fifteenth, huh, of February, huh? And so I saw her post about that, yeah. And I was like, I'm going to check it again, and that's what it says for my zip code, right? That's weird. It is weird. I wouldn't trust it. I'm not trusting it. <laughs> that's. I mean, that's just me. Do what you do. You do you. But no, you know. no. I have lived in Florida long enough. <laughs> Yeah. I have gardened in this zip code long enough yeah. to know that we're going to have frost yeah. in March. Mm-hmm. Probably. Now, I will um, I will have some stuff started so that I can look at the long-term forecast, like right. the, around the 1st of March, right. and to gamble see, with some of my plants if I choose. Right. To mm-hmm. see, you know, what does the 10-day say? If the 10-day mm-hmm. says it's good, mm-hmm. then you put it out yeah and usually be okay usually be all right but just be prepared to cover it yeah that's a pain in the butt I know it is don't try to early plant everything because if you do get an unexpected cold spell you have to run out there and cover everything over it that's annoying Mm -hmm. we've done that a lot of times I've done it I'm not doing it anymore no I don't do it Mm -mm. (laughs) no yeah so how do you know when to plant what you want to go um but most 
most of your things, you know, they always or say... Or how do you know when to start seeds? Right, right. Because a lot of people that aren't used to starting seeds, they don't really start them early enough. Mm-hmm. Like, you really got to start your seeds early. Yeah, your nightshades, like your peppers and tomatoes that we're talking about. And Especially your, your peppers. Yeah, you want to start those like 12 weeks before your estimated last frost, 10, yeah. 10 to 12 weeks. Yeah. I'd say 10 to 12 weeks on eggplants and peppers, mm-hmm. tomatoes. I say you can get away with eight weeks, eight weeks. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't start any of the squashes or cucumbers oh, no. or melons or anything like that until like two weeks, a couple weeks. Yeah. Maybe three weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause those are pretty quick growers. Right now. Some things that you can probably get away with right now. Um, if you're in our, in our zone, um, you can still get away with some lettuces and arugula and cool weather things. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and plant those out now. I mean, yeah. Or I'm sorry, start seeds for those now to plant out soon mm-hmm. and get a harvest before the heat. Look for varieties that are slow bolting in the way of brassicas and kales. Mm-hmm. Um, and that'll, that'll help you if we do get an early warm spell. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, lettuces, I mean, there's some varieties that are baby lettuces that are ready for harvest in 30 days. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, you definitely still have time for those cooler weather things. Yeah. Yeah. So again, transition season. Yeah. I think we have one more chance for carrots, one more round of carrots to go uh-huh. in and hope, hopefully I think so. I need to check my carrots just out of curiosity to see how they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I haven't paid much attention to them at all. So yeah. I haven't paid much attention to the garden at all. I haven't either. I mean, I haven't done anything in the garden other than go out there and pick stuff mm-hmm. when I need it. And so really that is ends up being about once a week. Mm-hmm. I'll go out there and get enough lettuce and greens and whatnot yeah. for the week. And then I don't go back in the garden. Right. I love the winter garden. Yeah, I know. It's so great. <laughs> it's so great. Everything always looks so good and so lush. And you don't green. have to weed anything. No, no weeding. Hardly... Yeah. I don't even remember the last time I watered the garden. No, we've had a pretty regular weekly rain. rain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's been a good rain. Yeah. Yep. Um, what else is getting ready for spring? What do we need to do for spring planting? Planting seeds, starting seeds. What about soil? Like, what kind of soil are you starting your seeds in? Um, right now, I'm actually using a potting soil, Mm -hmm. which is not really the correct thing to do, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) but, um, I do run it through a sifter to get like any woody chunks out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do like either like a garden soil or a potting soil because it has some available nutrients in it or a seed starter mix. Yeah, it's nice and fine. Your seeds will jump up really quickly, um, but pretty quickly you're going to have to give those plants some type of nutrition or mm-hmm. they're just going to be starving in about a week. So, right, right. Um, I like the built-in stuff because I'm not always the greatest about staying on top of stuff like that. Life happens. It does. And it happens when you need it to not happen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, the thing that has to be like, okay, like our broccoli is coming in right now. And so we've picked, we've cut like a couple of heads, but it's like, you you gotta, you gotta get it you gotta at get the it. prime time. Yep, you you know, you're better off picking it early instead of late because if you wait one day too long, yeah. <laughs> I hope you didn't have life happen that day. Yeah. <laughs> My broccoli has been slow this year. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm I'm loving the fresh broccoli right now. Mm-hmm. We just started eating on it about a week ago, and nice. it's we're loving it, all of us. Yeah, we're not tired of it yet. When we get tired of it, we'll do a big pick and blanch and freeze it. Yeah. But so far, it's good. Fresh. Yeah. My, my guys are getting ready to head out for a road trip, and my teenager is like, we'd like to take some broccoli. I was like, I asked him, what kind of junk food do they want me to buy for their trip? And, they, and he said, can we cut some broccoli? Okay. Okay. <laughs> sure. It's so funny. Now that, now that the kids are getting like a little bit older, like our oldest daughter, for instance, um, she moved out a while ago. And uh-huh. so she doesn't have, you know, ready access. I mean, of course she can come over and get food whenever she wants out right. of the garden or out of the freezer or whatever, but right. she doesn't do that. Right. And Anytime we invite her over for dinner, she's like, oh, what are you cooking? Oh. Is it going to be homemade? Uh-huh. Is it from the garden? Uh-huh. What is it, Mom? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so every time they come over for dinner now, they're like, oh, my gosh, we forgot. You know? And <laughs> I it's, love it's, it. It's so cool to see. Like, oh, wow. they It really is special. And they appreciate it. And they appreciate it. Yeah. Like, they lose that appreciation when they get it every single day. They take it for granted. You right. know, you forget, like, mm-hmm. how good it is. Or, mm-hmm. like, she'll, she went to the grocery store the other day and came over here afterwards, and she's like, Mom, the cucumbers at the grocery store, they have all this waxy stuff on them. Like, she had no... Because I don't buy cucumbers at the store. Right. And so she just had no idea that stuff was... I mean, of course she knew, but she hadn't like experienced it like right. as a consumer to go and buy a cucumber versus right. having it fresh out of the garden. Yeah. She's like, they don't even look like real cucumbers. No, and they feel weird when you pick them yeah. up, don't they? Yeah, she didn't buy any cucumbers. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. How funny. Wow. You must have done something right, Mom. You know, I, I like know. I like when they have that revelation and they're like, Can you believe it? I know. Did you know? <laughs> right. like, have you not listened to me right. for 20 years? <laughs> Why do you think I do this? Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. That's so, cool. so yeah, I do the same for seed starting. Um, I don't use a seed starting mix. I, I recommend you do if you're new. Yeah. Um, use some sterilized pots, use a sterilized seed starting mix, and then just be willing to feed them. Um, if you use a 10-20 tray that you can bottom water those pots yeah. in, Get a good liquid fertilizer that you can just water down, and um, that'll take care of that issue for you. However, you do have to worry about, um, I find those seed starting mixes, they hold on to water yeah. um, a little a little easier. And where mm-hmm. we are here, like, I mean, it's, I know it's January, but, like, it's we still, it's humid, you know, it a is. lot of times. Not always. Like, that cold spell was very dry. Yeah. But very quickly, the clouds <laughs> move back in, the fog moved back in. It's also been humid. And it only takes a couple days of that to, to get some mold growth, mm-hmm. right? So be watchful of that. Um, one thing I learned this year new to me, I can't remember where I learned it now off the top of my head, but um, before filling those seed pots with soil, to give them a quick spray with a neem oil, a diluted neem oil, nice. um, and then fill your pots, start your seeds, cover them over with soil, and then one more spray on top after, after you water um, with the neem oil. So that'll mm-hmm. help keep mold and fungus white flies and also, cause that's nice. another problem we have are white flies. So, nice. um, a lot of times the white flies can get into some of those bagged soils and lay eggs before you even open it. So be, you know, just be watchful of that kind of thing and nip it in the bud as soon as you see any kind of sign. The neem oil works great. Yeah. 
Um, and you can buy that already diluted if you're afraid you're going to do the wrong ratios. It comes in like a little hand spray bottle. Um, but you don't have to. It's a little more expensive that way. Yeah. I, I usually buy like one. I think it comes in a pint. One little. Or like it's a, a small a pint container. and a half or something. And you dilute it easily with water. Yeah. And it lasts all season long. All season. Yeah. So and, and into the next season even. I just, mm-hmm. um, I usually buy new every year. Yeah, me too. Because I always leave them out in the garden. I was going to say, like, it's probably <laughs> broken down with sun exposure in July. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, me too. And so... Um, yeah, we're, we're doing all of, all of those things to start seeds. I'm trying to think of what else we're starting right now. No, I mean, the only thing I'm just starting the nightshades right now and the potatoes. Is, yeah, just mm-hmm. the nightshades and the potatoes. Oh, something you can do is work on your seed, uh, your sweet potato slips. Oh, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sweet potatoes love the warm weather. You don't want to plant those out now. Um, but what you yeah, can do definitely like a late spring. Yeah. Yeah. Early summer. Right. Yeah. Right. But what you can do now is get you a tray of soil and put your sweet potatoes in there. If you're buying them from the store, yes, you can do that. No, it's not kosher. Um, but get you some organic sweet potatoes that don't have, um, any kind of like anti-sprouting agent sprayed on them right? and put them in a moistened pan of soil and, um, provide them with some warmth. So a a heat mat is good Mm -hmm. or just bring them in the house really. And, um, make sure that soil stays moist. And before you know it, um, you'll have little sprouts coming up and just Mm -hmm. keep, keep the moisture going to them. And when those sprouts off of the potatoes are about... Six to eight inches tall, would you say? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, those are your slips. Pick those off and um, put them in a jar of water, right? That's right. Or you can put them, you can put them in a, a pot of soil and, and keep that good and right, wet. And, and keep it. Yeah, and they'll root. And once they have good long roots, then you can, and our, all of our frost has passed, um, then you can put them out in the garden and have you some sweet potatoes. And once they get established, baby, you ain't never getting them out. <laughs> I know. I've got two areas of sweet potatoes in my garden right now that I'm, I'm wait, hopeful to see what they're going to do this year. Yeah. Yeah. Our first year at our home, we're coming up on three years. Our first year, I planted sweet potatoes in one raised bed. And, um, you know, of course, like the roots spread out from the raised beds mm-hmm. and they're open on the bottom. And last year or the, the next year we had little slips pop up in the walkways. It was like, oh, I don't want sweet potatoes here, you know? And I kept like doing my best to like pull them up, put them where I want them kind of thing. Last year, same thing. So like once, once you have them, you'll never dig out every last piece of root. Right. And you'll, you'll grow more sweet potatoes, which I think is great. Like it's a survival crop. It is. And the two areas that I have, they're in the two back corners of my garden. Mm-hmm. So it's not areas that I use a ton. Mm-hmm. So They make a great ground cover and they mm-hmm. make a great summertime green. So you can eat those sweet potato leaves as a green when we can't really grow can't greens. Really grow anything. Yeah, green yeah when it's salad. July and August. Yeah, they, and you can saute them if you want. They're great. Mm-hmm. Or eat them raw on a salad. Mm-hmm. Yum. Yeah, so I'm excited for spring. Yeah, me too. Yeah, (laughs) me too. All right, well, we are going to go get ready for spring. Yes, and yeah, while you're getting ready, make some compost. Make some compost. Make some compost. Make you a compost pile. Mm -hmm. Two to three browns to one green. Mm -hmm. Says Jenny. You want to know what Donna says? And then build a pile (laughs) three feet, three cubic feet. 
Big cubic yards. Put all your stuff together and wet it down. I'm the lazy composter. Put all your stuff together and wet it down. It takes too long that way. It does. It doesn't. It, you're not going to get a fast compost. No. You're right. Yeah, it takes too long that way. I totally lose interest in it if it's like that. I, I, need, yeah. I need like instant gratification. I need to see that pile steaming hot <laughs> and I need to go flip it and turn it or I'm going to lose interest in it. I agree. And get zero compost. I agree. I agree. I, I mean, you won't get zero compost, but you'll, you won't get it for months down the road so yeah I I do agree I just don't stick with it so there you go I don't know that's been the one thing that I've been able to stick with so I'm proud of you for it so yeah make your compost compost. order your seeds now order your seeds start your seeds start your seeds get your pots get everything going and hey you know what else you can do test your soil yeah yeah we should do that you know what I (laughs) I tested my soil that one year and was super surprised at Last the results. Last year, yeah. Yeah, and it was after my seventh year garden. And my all of my soil was totally depleted of everything. Right, which was shocking. Yeah. It was shocking. So test your soil mm-hmm. before you start adding a bunch of stuff to it. Mm-hmm. You could just do the little rapid test, you know. It does the, does the NPK and the mm-hmm. pH. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gives you some info. Do it, do it. All right, guys. Well, we will talk to you next week. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye.